and look, we could learn so much from kids. Yeah. Like they can be our biggest teachers, like without a shadow of a doubt. And in terms of the why part, it's fundamental for for at least a couple of very profound reasons. One is okay to figure out well what's driving us on this. You know, what is our core motivation for this? Why are we doing this? Secondly, to question why are we doing this? Yeah. As it, and what I mean by that is like, are we just doing that because it's the status quo? Because it's the same that's gone before? because this is kind of the, the corridor that you're in or the, the conveyor belt that you're on. And if you don't ask that question or and get a good enough answer, then that's a really good indication that something's got to change. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a really good, uh, you know, that plus the curiosity of a kid. I mean, and the sense of play, we, we could go on and on. Uh, yeah. And the sense of adventure, yeah, magic. They are such teachers. Hey, uh, I'm Johnny, and you're listening to the Reflections Podcast. When we're young and just starting to become conscious of everything that's around us, we can't stop asking why. Now, we could all use a little bit of that curiosity later on in life, and I don't know where it goes, but today's guest, Dave McKechnie, is someone who's learned a lot from his own kid. Heading into his final year of business and law in, in UCD at the age of 20, Dave unexpectedly started the journey of learning from his own kid. And personally, having just finished that final year of college kind of phase of life, I can only imagine what that sense of responsibility is like of being a parent. As opposed to heading off traveling and plans for doing a J1 to the States, Dave buckled down and focused on finishing college before becoming a solicitor. And for 20 years, had a successful career as both a solicitor and as a dad in Ireland. And very recently, Dave decided to follow that sense of childlike curiosity and become a life coach where his real passions are. He started his own business, which is called Write Your Story NLP. He's a high performance and executive coach, as well as a master practitioner in NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and he's an international trainer of NLP coaches. And all of that is just fancy terminology to say that Dave helps people really figure out what they want to do in their lives and bring back that sense of curiosity. And he does that in many ways, which he'll explain in the episode. And he's also got a podcast series called Starting From Scratch, which is designed to create a roadmap for people who desire to create change in their own lives. And the podcast is kind of like a live coaching session with Dave being the coach and his good friend Steve, who is also an actor, being the guinea pig coachee who wants to make a change in his life. Having listened to it all myself, I found it extremely beneficial and Dave really helps us create some structure in our lives to fulfill all of the passions that we may have and may not even know we have. Now, another passion that Dave has kept alive is his music. He's a guitarist as well as a singer. and He's in a band called Fade to Light and he has an extremely emotional and beautiful song called Stars in the Night which he wrote about his daughter. Dave is an extremely inspiring person who's learned a lot in this lifetime and especially from starting from scratch. And I'm sure that you're going to get a lot of value out of listening to this episode and to Dave. And for those interested, he's got coaching courses on in Dublin from the 4th of March. And I will chuck his link tree in the episode description below, which contains links to his website, his podcast, Starting From Scratch, and the courses that he runs. Follow him on Instagram, write your story NLP. And what I'm also going to do is chuck some of his music into the episode description below, which I'm sure you're going to enjoy as well. This episode was recorded right before I left Ireland in 2022. And just to give you a little update on Dave's daughter, she did go to Brighton and uh, is loving her music course there. And Dave was even over there last month being a backing vocalist for her. I hope you enjoy this episode and all of the teachings that Dave has to offer. And yeah, 
getting that curiosity back, guys. Start swinging and taking action. Cheers. Here we are. Cool. Hi. So, good morning, Dave. How are good you morning, today? Johnny. How are you feeling, man? Good. Great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks I'm for feeling... inviting me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming in back to back to your old grounds in UCD. It is, yeah, the old Stanson. Very new to. Very new. It's even new for me though. <laughs> <laughs> and you just graduated, so. I did. So two alumni coming back in. Mm. <laughs> We're recording this in in UCD, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't know that? <laughs> so yeah, Dave. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your your background. Um, so you were in UCD, but uh, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah, so I am Irish. Yeah, fortunate enough to go to, to a good school and have a, have a, have a great kind of childhood with a great family. And I went to school in Bray in a school called St. Jared's. Where I am actually alumni as well for six weeks of my life. Really? <laughs> <laughs> my first six weeks of, of school. <laughs> there you go. Take take from that what you what you will. There you go. Six weeks and then gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with five year old Johnny moving to South Africa. <laughs> Nothing at all. Okay, brilliant. No. And yeah, so were you and Jared's from age age five until graduation? No. So grew up in Shankill, went to St Anne's School in yeah, as a primary school so love that I had a kind of great time there we most of my family so I am one of five kids wow. I'm smack bang in the middle so take from that again what you will <laughs> um, and you know two great parents originally both of them one from Cork one from Kerry so both Munster and uh, went so went to primary school there and then secondary school in Edinburgh yeah so that was the trajectory of that Oh, cool. And what was the transition from growing up um, in Braish and Kill uh, to going into into college, into the UCD world? Yeah, look, I mean, this is kind of um, an interesting part for me. I tell it quite a lot in my capacity, and we'll get to it, that I'm, a, I'm currently a, a coach, so that's my, yeah. my profession. And I guess, you know, my... My story is similar to a lot of people around my vintage, uh, <laughs> I'll say in or around the 40 bracket. Um, and certainly no, when we were going through school, too vintage. I had a, had a great, had a great, like really enjoyed school. Had, like was, you know, had really good friends, still really good friends out of there. Really enjoyed my time there. And just at the time that, that we were there, I don't think there was a huge amount of focus on just kind of really getting to know yourself mm. you know who you and personal are. development yeah just the kind of things that really matter to you kind of what yeah. you're really kind of passionate or good good of it or good at and so as i kind of went through school i guess a lot of that was kind of as like a lot of people was figuring that out on the go my brother was a couple of years ahead of me he was head boy kind of mm. uh, he was the straight a student did you look at him and kind of feel that you had to do similar things absolutely what he was doing i mean when when you kind of don't really have that full sense of identity. Plus, he was my hero, you know, yeah. a couple of years, my big bro, and uh, he was brilliant at all these things. So yeah, my, my kind of my kind of initial default was let's be like Will, let's do whatever Will is doing, let's emulate everything that he is doing. And I tell a really good, like, there's a funny kind of point that stands out in my mind as as to how that is. You kind of get to the senior cycle, so your final two years in in high school or the equivalent, secondary school. And you get to pick your, your subjects for the Leaving Cert. And so I'm going to, to the Leaving Cert and I go, okay, what will I do? And I said, okay, Will got your A1, so top class, I think they're H1s now, in uh, maths and applied maths and physics. So I said, okay, no bother. Uh, I'll just do applied maths and physics. And I'll always remember my first Christmas test after that. I got 12% in it. Wow. And I remember going up after that, uh, walking up the stairs, I can still picture it. Walking up the stairs, walking straight up. Did to you the, feel that you weren't good enough to the door? Um, in that, it was it was interesting. Um, I'm not sure if I quite had that kind of self awareness. There's probably something. There's definitely something in me which which was still just figuring that out. So this is age sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. 
16, I think it was, yeah. And I remember just at the end of that, when, when I kind of got my 12%, walking up, opening the door. It was, this is the next class after my uh, Christmas exams. Open up the door to that applied maths class. Open up the door, not, not uttering a word, looking at my teacher. My teacher looks at me. I nod my head uh, to side to side to suggest, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. He nods his head up and down to go, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I close the door, turn around and never go back to apply maths. Wow. Uh, so that was a really good lesson going, listen, you know, when you're trying to be someone else, it's not always going to kind of work out for you. So that was kind of a good lesson for me to, to turn, yeah. I guess, the focus So then where me. did Dave transition to? How was Dave finding Dave? Well, Dave was still finding himself for next, the next while. So I kind of come through school, go through school. And again, the focus is get a kind of solid career, a good career. I'm decent enough at business, you know, fortunate enough to be able to do fairly well in that educational system as it is. Mm-hmm. So do okay in my leaving cert, which is kind of your end of year exams and which dictate where you go into college. So I go to college and UCD and I do business and law. Again, there's there's law in my family, so I'm kind of following the beaten track that's laid out before me. So, and again, with this focus on getting a solid career, go there, jump in to that, and look, have a great time, and kind of go work my way through college, and then year three out of four, my daughter's born. Wow. So. How old were you? You were. I was 20? so just turned twenty one. Okay. So li- literally, I was kind of I think six weeks uh, in past my 21st birthday when she was born uh, and I still had a year left I had my final year left of college wow. uh, to do so when you talk of kind which of you finished discoveries I did yeah yeah no I went on to to finish it and um, yeah and did that change your plans a lot what had you planned yeah I think had you planned much in the first couple of years of college um it's a good question. I, I don't know if I had. I don't know if I was really kind of asking big questions, more kind of trying to find my way through college and where I fit into all of that. I was kind of playing rugby at the time at a fairly decent level. So kind of found a bit of a, a corridor that maybe a lot of people, I guess in, the, in my surroundings, may have found themselves in, in terms of, look, went fortunate enough to go to school, you know, that school route into college route, found a group of friends then that aligned with that, and you kind of stay in that kind of corridor, yeah. unless something comes, or you um, start asking kind of questions and maybe just start to figure yourself out a little bit more. So it definitely changed my trajectory, and it changed how I looked at the world, and certainly changed what happened after that. Um, and your sense of responsibility, right? Sense of responsibility. Yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to kind of happen. Yeah, it definitely, you know, suddenly you go from being a college student working their way through college to being in a dad. Yeah. In college, and your kind of final year, and figuring out how all that works. And suddenly, yeah, your actions take on a bit of a different meaning. You really got to grow up, right? <laughs> you got you got to grow up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you're faced. You learn a lot about yourself in those situations. It's uh, it's you learn a lot about what you're kind of capable of, and you've certain choices in that. And even if you're not conscious of those choices, you're making choices all the time. Whether you kind of step up to it, kind of what kind of responsibilities you take on. And I was, yeah, I kind of learned a lot, and it was all about then just about kind of figuring out how do I be there for this little bundle, how do I provide for her? And yeah. that becomes the kind of focus. And were you kind of faking it till you made it? Or how, what were your expectations like of being a dad versus reality? Um, I think it's, it's kind of, I think we have different kind of survival mechanisms through different kind of challenges that kind of come up. And when it was happening at the time, I think from my best recall, it was more so, and it's something that I kind of advocate in, in, in various different scenarios, this ability to be flexible between the bigger picture and the smaller picture. Mm. Sometimes it serves to have the bigger picture, sometimes it serves to have the smaller picture and just take it step by step. And I think what I was doing, even at an unconscious level, was just taking it one day at a time, not getting kind of lost or, or carried away with any kind of big picture yeah. implications and just saying, okay, we'll figure this out one day at a time. I'll figure yeah. out what to do one day at a time. 
and ultimately that's how I got through, I suppose, those initial kind of phases rather than kind of going big picture and catastrophizing anything or going down different routes. It was just like, okay, what can I do today? What can I do today? What can I do today? The one, I'll tell you one tangible thing though, it was I had booked that summer to go on a J2 to uh, Chicago with my friends and I just ended up having a very different summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm off traveling on Saturday. I am not sh- too sure if I'll be <laughs> having to stick around. Uh, I <laughs> couldn't say. <laughs> well, whatever happened, you'll look after it. There you go. There you go. And take responsibility. And so then you finished business and law. Um, and what did you do career-wise after, after finishing up here in UCD? Yeah, so uh, look, that, that's a fairly seminal kind of moment of time. So mm-hmm. the choices that you make in, in school then, when you probably didn't have the skills or the tools or the emotional intelligence to know what was best for you, then become a little bit compounded by life events, right? So something happens then, and I just put my head down. I go, okay, well, I just got to earn. I got to kind of yeah. get a job and, and get that solid career that I've heard so much about. Yeah. So put the head down. I went on and did my FE1s, which are the, the exams to become a solicitor. And I jumped into becoming a yeah solicitor. So I, I did that, uh, jumped into that and ended up being a solicitor for, for yeah, about, well, I ended up working in law for a good 14, 15 years kind of thing. Wow. So that's, uh, that was the, the trajectory. And all corporate on. law? So I went in and I studied in medical negligence. That was the law that I went into, which is really, really fascinating. And actually, I was very fortunate in the area that I was in that I got to work in such an interesting area. So I kind of dived into that. And again, like like a lot of these things, they're they're kind of, I'm not going to say kind of conveyor belts, but there's, you go into that and then there's another trajectory that you're on, as in you want to, or at least everyone, um, the emphasis in is on working your way up to partner. Kind of that's yeah. that's kind of the, the pinnacle of it and so i get into this career i have other friends who are in it as well and i work myself up to senior associate fairly quickly so i do fairly well but i always felt that there was something different in me i always felt that i was good at it but i could offer like more value elsewhere and this is just for me personally because look being a lawyer is a brilliant career and yeah. um, and i just thought that i could do something and put myself in a different lane where I could actually, yeah, offer the most value that I can. And that was a feeling that kind of stuck with me for quite a while. And then a few things happened which made me take action. So what made you take action? <laughs> um, what was the final straw? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I love I that question actually. And, and I'll tell you why I love that question because um, there was definitely like a final straw that prompted action, right? Yeah. And I think it's I think it's I think it's very relevant to what we kind of talk about, uh, and what we're talking about here. But I think it's, you know, some people, it wasn't as if there was a final straw and I suddenly jumped out of law into into coaching. Yeah. And I think that's something that actually stops people taking action quite a bit. So if they kind of see the distance almost between where they are and where they want to be, and they go, no, that's just too far. I just yeah. can't. And sometimes that kind of, in some ways, paralyzes them from taking any kind of action, right? And it's that old kind of saying that there's people who will think about writing a book, and this is very kind of, uh, you know, apt for you as you have <laughs> finished a book, and yeah, uh, which I look forward to reading. Yeah, and some people who think about writing a book for their whole life, and they'll never write a book. Yeah. And there's other people who will sit yeah. down today and write a page a day for the next four months, and they'll have a book. And this is, well, this is the, the kind of philosophy that we've gone about, um, in terms of trying to take action is just, you know, we all start amateurs in mm. whatever we're doing. So might as well just start taking the first step. It's not easy, but yeah. yeah. And, and how did you know that you wanted to take that first step into, into being a coach? Yeah, so and that's exactly it. And that's, that's the whole point is in that there's, there's so many different ways to get, get to wherever we want to get. To go, or sorry, to go, and my journey is an incremental one. It's not a kind of a rip the bandaid and jump. So there's getting a few kind of seminal points, and one of them was look. I mean, fast forward to I'm about twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, look, there's a the relationship with the mother of my daughter breaks down. Mm. We have a house. Um, that's kind of a massive negative equity. So I, 
look, I'm, I'm kind of out of there and I've got to take on kind of, at that point, you know, we're talking about kind of, you know, 52 grand worth of debt in order to pay off that negative equity. Wow. I'm also playing rugby at the time and, and for that, at that point, I've kind of been playing for a couple of years where I haven't been enjoying it. I've kind of been playing for other people and not for me. And in the professional sense, I know that I'm unsatisfied. So you're kind of at this point and I go, okay, hold on a second, Dave. You know, whatever you're doing up to this point isn't really working out for you. So if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. So it was really a good wake up call for me to, to say that, okay, you gotta start kind of looking at yourself, figuring out what it is that you really wanna do and what makes you happy and go after that. So I guess that was a, the start of it anyway, for sure. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. So unless I was gonna take a different action, yeah. uh, I wouldn't get a different outcome. So that was what kind of changed it. And, and I tried a few things. I changed job, so I moved firm um, into another firm, and which I really enjoyed, but figured out pretty quickly. Uh, and I tell this kind of quite a bit. I remember around that time I was over in Sweden with my brother, my brother lives in Sweden. Oh, wow. And he remember cycling on some islands and he, he's, uh, I tell this, yeah, quite a bit. And he goes, you gotta read one book, Dave. And I go, what is it? And he goes, The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. He uh, was my spiritual guide growing up. He's kind of uh, pretty heavily into Buddhism and all that kind of. Uh, so I go, okay, great. So I read this book uh, and I'm on the bus. Uh, I think I told you this. I'm on the bus yeah. to my new job and it stops at the stop. I'm supposed to get off from my job and I'm reading this alchemist and I'm going, I don't want to get off this <laughs> bus. I'm going, this, I know deep inside me that this isn't the right place for me. At the same point, by taking action, I had changed the trajectory. Something was gonna come out of that. Um, and it's kind of interesting because I met my wife at that, at that firm. And the doors that can open. Absolutely, right? yeah. And then, so like on that, that just prompted a journey of me asking questions and you know, searching and, and taking chances and taking action. I ended up then ultimately before a really brilliant woman, Betty Cosgrave, who passed last year, who became my mentor and she was a, a coach. And I remember sitting in front of her and she said, okay, I won't take you on as a client, but do this course that she was holding. And it was an NLP, um, so neuro-linguistic programming practitioner course and a life coach training course. And I was just doing it for kind of personal development, but I was in this process of saying yes to things, to opportunities, of to new things, went on the course and it totally changed how I looked at the world yeah. and the possibilities within it. And that sparked me off in another kind of journey of coaching towards that. Wow. And was that transition quick? Was it like, all right, now it's time to, to really open this coaching door? <laughs> um, it was all very kind of incremental, as I say, and not kind of consciously thought of. I was kind of following, if, if you've read The Alchemist, yeah. and I hope not giving away any kind of massive spoilers here, <laughs> but the biggest takeaways I, I, I took from The Alchemist is really the best thing that we can always do is really follow whatever is aligned with us, you know, our kind of yeah. truest selves. And if we do that, you know, the next step will appear. We, you know, if we trust yeah. in that, the next, and we're open to the And we keep, an, we keep our eyes open, yeah. right? We're open it's to looking it. at the omens that are throughout exactly, the book. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's, that's exactly what happened. So I went yeah. on this course, and then just as we were leaving, I had no intentions of, of coaching. But you did become a kind of a licensed practitioner, a coach out of it. And as we're coming out of it, Betty, I remember Betty saying, okay, well, just print some business cards. And I said, okay, look, why don't I just print some business cards? So I printed some business cards. And so did you start coaching on top of working in the law? Yeah, so I mean, that, that was kind of part of the process. So on a Sunday, for example, then, I started getting the word out a little bit that I was kind of doing a bit of coaching. I have a good friend who was, uh, owned his own physical therapy business. Ballymount and so I'd borrow his room on a, on a Sunday and I'd get up there coaching whilst being a full-time lawyer in the meantime because you know for me my responsibilities yeah. I had kind of a bit of a truckload of debt for 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 other reasons and and yeah. the negative equity I told you about so I didn't feel like I could make just that that straight away jump yeah. so it was about too much life in the way too much life in the way or at least that's what I was telling myself yeah um, and I think look that was fair if I'm kind of being you know, honest and compassionate with my younger self, I think I was doing the best I could in the circumstances. So yeah. I was building that up kind of bit by bit on the side. And um, so that was, that went well. And 
it kind of built up bit by bit, but there's only so much I could do while still in that job. So what I did was, and the next step for me was, and that was, this was like probably a couple of years later, that I had in my mind somewhere that I, I would only move if it was a job out of law. I really liked where I was, to be honest. I had like such really good friends. Mm. Uh, we had a brilliant team and friends like who would be lifelong friends. And then eventually, but nothing was really kind of changing for me. So I remember having a really good talk with some recruiter who contacted me and I told her, look, come back to me with something that's not law related. <laughs> and some people would, would kind of ignore that, but she, we had a good chat about it. And she came back to me a little while later and saying, listen, it's not completely unrelated to law, but it is a shorter week. So it's a four day week. And I said, do you know what? This might be just my ticket of getting me a step closer. If I can keep taking those steps and, you know, again, embodying and everything of the alchemist to, to avail of the omens. So I went for it. And, and actually, by the time I went for it, they wanted me to be there five days. But I only said, look, I'm only doing this if it's, if it's four days. So they took me on. So that gave me an extra day to build up, which was amazing. And then <laughs> a couple of years later, again, I, I kind of it was that space to actually build up again. So what I did was in that scenario, I got offered a job somewhere else. And uh, oh, wow. so this, this is my new place. Uh, I got offered a job somewhere else and it was a really good job and like good terms, everything like that. And I was really struggling with the decision because also I liked where I was there as well. And this kind of ability to kind of actually just take the aerial view, to chunk up, look at the bigger picture. And yeah. I was asking look myself... Look at yourself objectively. Yeah. Right? And ask myself, well, what is it that I really, really want here? And it was that I really wanted a coach. And also asking kind of you know, who do I want to be? And you talk about changing perspective yeah. when you have a, have a kid and a daughter. Uh, and my daughter has a big brother as well, who's very much part of our family, uh, who's five years older than her. And you kind of think on those kind of times, like, well, who do, who do I want to be for them? You know, do I want to be someone who talks a lot about yeah. certain things? Or do, we, do I want to be someone who actually leads by example? And do I want to, when I say kind of to them, follow their dreams and do whatever they want, do I want to just say it or do I want to live by it too? So I was taking that, you know, it was going from four days to three days with a knock-on impact on, on the wage out of that, obviously you know, 25% kind of knock-on impact. Mm, wow. uh, but what, sorry, what I did was I ended up using that job offer, not using it, well, I did. I used it as leverage to get down to three days in my other place. So it didn't move job, but I, I negotiated down to three days. In my you played place. your cards pretty well. Exactly, which, which built up more time for me to, to, to coach more. And then finally, um, I was actually, it was about a week, month before I got married. I just kind of said, I got to, I got to the point, it was, this was kind of, uh, you know, start of COVID kind of time. And I got to the point where I was just there going, do you know what, you got to take this swing. And this is, this is all these kind of bits about, again, tapping into who you want to be for yourself and for your kids. Yeah. And I always wanted to be someone who was courageous enough to take the swing, regardless of the output. And so I handed in my notice. And so it was really building up a little bit. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So the full incremental build to that. And fortunately, because of that, I was able to have a business there to move into. Yeah. It wasn't a full time business, but it was there. A little bit of structure, right? Structures and foundations in place. Yeah. So that's a bit of the journey. Yeah. And, and so going a little bit more into the present. So what, how has it, has it been tricky to, to expand and put all your eggs in this coaching basket? It's, I mean, own your own business and going into a full-time, particularly when you're kind of conditioned from being in full-time employment for, yeah. you know, a long period of your life. And you're your you, own boss, right? You, you, well, I am now, yeah. And, and so you're kind of, you're your own boss. I was fortunate I had a good bit, bit of autonomy where I was, yeah. but, it, but it's a different thing in terms of your own boss. You don't have a regular paycheck, so any more coming in there, so... so it's on you to kind of make it happen. So, I mean, there's kind of, you know, it's scary at times, you know, there's, there's kind of fears that kind of crop up and challenges and all of that. And overall, I just think that it's been like a brilliant journey. I've been really kind of fortunate. And also I've kind of carved out what I have currently. So it's gone really, really well. Learned a hell of a lot from it. Still a lot to learn. I think yeah. they actually, the, the potential is limitless in this area and look in any area really kind of when, when you tap into the space and and really kind of the biggest thing I think for me to that I think in, in, in form a successful business 
and again, I'm speaking from my perspective, is actually around my a couple of things, and they probably tap into the same thing. But it's my mindset, and not to get like too deep or uh, yeah into this, but we like deep <laughs> the frequency that I'm operating at. Yeah. So my kind of vibration, and if I'm kind of operating at a at a higher frequency i'm going to attract in better things i'm also going to be in a better mindset for for the business and to handle any kind of challenges that come that way so what do you mean by frequency do you do you form habits for yourself to try and maintain this this energy and frequency uh i do yeah i'm i'm, I'm big in on this um and it is it is the kind of thing that i'm kind of ruthless and, and kind of really kind of protect with so i do i've, I've kind of habits throughout my whole day yeah. aimed at giving me routines. injections of, of frequency and and you know for for example and look some people have different things that work for them so yeah. this is all subjective find the thing that works for you and, and implement that and i'm sure as a coach you're trying to figure out what is best for your, your clients well right? exactly I, I don't want to again uh, you know everything that i kind of want to coach through is something that I'm either doing or have done or something like that before. So it's not kind of empty stuff. It's stuff that mm. I've kind of experienced and there's weight behind it. So yeah, I, I do. I, I kind of, and I'll, I'll take you kind of very quickly through, through yeah, mine. There's a brilliant book called, um, Jesus. <laughs> now that I'm, I've completely lost it. Uh, the Miracle Morning. There you go. The Miracle Morning. The Miracle Morning. Um, by Hal Elrod. And there's a couple of versions of that. Um, but there's a lot of kind of really good practical tips in that. I already had a kind of morning routine where I would get up and exercise was always a non-negotiable for me kind of growing up. And it was something that's really important for yeah. my mental health. Yeah. Uh, I'd also have a little journaling practice where I would kind of write a little bit about gratitude. So, to, you know, if I make it simple, three things that I'm grateful for in any given day, three positive affirmations about me. Uh, to put me in the higher state, three positive intentions for my day. And I do a little bit of journaling which can either work, work in a number of ways. One is a bit of a brain dump. So it just kind of gets any kind of white noise out of my head onto a piece of paper. So I get to see the quality of my thoughts, challenge some of them, cool. see any themes that are arising. And also I get to, what I, what I particularly love as well sometimes is that I, I would write in a kind of a, a manifesting way. I would say, for example, I am so grateful and thankful that I've attracted into my life X, Y, and Z. And I'd write as if it already has happened. So I've evolved that slightly to, in That's the morning. The law of attraction, right? It, exactly. It's all of these things. So I get up and, and look, the, the Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod, I, I kind of recommend people to check it out. But they have this thing, this acronym called SAVERS in the morning. So S is for silence when you get up. Cool. And A is for affirmations. And we're particularly receptive early in the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to affirmations, whatever messaging we're putting, we're putting in. That's good or bad, by the yeah. way. So if we're... And how you the start news. the day is, is going to tell how exactly. you spend your whole day. It has a, it has a right? large impact. Yeah. So that's why I'd advise kind of clients against turn on the news, turn on their emails, yeah. messages, all that yeah. kind of thing, until they've set up their internal world. Yeah. So affirmations, bit of visualization. So I'd, I'd get up and I'd kind of do five to ten minute like, piece of meditation stroke vi visualization. I'd do my exercise, so I'd go to the gym. I, and the or is for reading, so I would actually listen to audibles while I'm at the gym. Cool. And then I'd come back and I'd do my little bit of journaling. I feel like a lot of people say it all the time that, oh, I don't have the time for this, you know? And something that uh, I've tried to incorporate in my life as well is having a morning routine and waking up an hour earlier to go and exercise, mm. take a cold shower, and I meditate as well, and I actually write something I'm grateful for every morning Amazing. as well, which... I think it just puts you in such a good mindset. But mm. a lot of the time when people say, I don't have the time for that. Um, for me, just personally, I think getting up an hour earlier, um, you might have that hour less sleep, but it's so much more beneficial than even sleeping for an hour in mm. terms of starting the day right. So do you set a time and wake up at a certain time every day to do that? Yeah, I do. And... It's, uh, I think your point is, 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 is valid. And look, people are stretched for time. That's, that's absolutely a, re a reality. Look, if, if I was being kind of direct with people, mm. I, I would, there's a few things that I might do. 
the first thing I might do is, okay, take out your phone, let's look at your social media usage for the past day mm. and see how much time yeah. is there. And the other thing is that it's just to, to empower them with the recognition that actually they have a choice. We all have the same amount of time mm. in a day. And look, of course, I do appreciate uh, that people have a lot going on. Yeah. So it's not, it's not quite simple. And I'm not talking from an idealistic perspective actually I'm far more interested in making and finding something that works for you within the parameters yeah. that you can work with however with the slight change in mindset it's amazing what we can find so to empower you to, to know that okay that we do have, have have time that there is choice in our time yeah. so that no matter what we're doing we're making choices at every single moment and yeah, there's, there's always a choice and there's priorities yeah I mean so it's a matter of kind of prioritizing your time and so for, for the morning routine, I certainly wouldn't suggest people go from zero to, to do yeah. everything that I'm saying there. Uh, but you're right, if we could dial back the clock even, say, half an hour, let's start off at half an hour, yeah. or maybe 10 minutes even earlier, um, to get up a little bit early and get used to that. And we'll introduce kind of one thing yeah. uh, that you could do. So to create that habit, um, and also to create the identity, which is a crucial part, of someone who gets up early. Um, and you create that, and then we can build on that bit by bit. It's but funny I, when you say identity, um, when people are really busy and have, have very hectic schedules, um, I find myself doing this when I'm busier than normal. And someone asks you, how are you? Mm. And you say, I'm busy. It's <laughs> mm. not actually answering the question, but it becomes your identity, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm so busy. And then you t keep telling other people you're busy, so you're just focusing on how busy you are. Well, not, you're not actually being efficient with your time. You're not doing things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's our language. Is a, it's, that's a self-fulfilling self prophecy mm. in terms of, yeah, we, if we can be really conscious of the things that we're kind of telling ourselves. And that can be I'm busy or I'm really tired or, yeah. you know, I'm, if we have a bad start to a day, oh, this day is, is, is done or, you know, that's just it. You know, whatever we feed is going to grow. It is a brilliant kind of... Uh, yeah, his parable kind of thing of this kind of elderly woman. You probably heard this talking to a younger child. She's saying, "Look, we've got two wolves within us. We've got one that's you know really positive, you know, really full of abundance. We've got one that's like scarcity, lack, fear, Anxious. negativity, anxiety, and they're fighting between each other kind of consistently. And the boy asks, "Well, who wins?" And she says, "Well, whoever we feed." Mm. And so that's kind of the same kind of principle kind of pervading through that and that is yeah if we keep repeating some messaging to ourselves we'll certainly feel it yeah like more and more and more and we'll tell ourselves that we're busy and, and actually that just adds to kind of stress anxiety rather than actually going well are we being productive with our time are we kind of spending our time in the right place yeah. what does busy actually mean is that helping you uh, and then look at it creating actually you know again the identity that you want yeah. To, to, uh, so I remember you saying that in your in your podcast, which we'll talk about now <laughs> as well. But um, when you were mentioning when you tell the little girl or little boy who's climbing a tree, mm. um, you stuck up the tree and you say, um, don't fall mm. as opposed to hang on. Mm. You tell two kids, you tell them one don't fall and the other one to hang on who's going to stay on the branch, right? <laughs> yeah, again, so this is the kind of messaging that we've all been subjected to, that we've been, yeah, that we give ourselves and others. And yeah, I use it in terms of the framing of your mindset. Yeah. And it is two, two kids, Timmy and Sally. So they're mm -hmm. playing out in the back garden, they climb a tree, they get up really high, and both of them are swinging out of these branches. And the wind starts to pick up, it gets really dangerous. And the mothers of both of them run out and the mother of Timmy goes, Timmy, Timmy, you know, don't fall, don't fall. The mother of Sally goes, Sally, Sally, hold on, hold on. And one of them falls. And which one falls? Yeah. <laughs> Timmy falls. Because in order for him to process that instruction, he must firstly visualize what he doesn't want and then tell himself not to do that. And that's visualization, right? So that, that's visualization. It's, it's also, it's what we're connecting ourselves with. So if you, if you think about if our instruction to ourselves is don't panic in a certain situation, what are we going to do? Mm. If you're playing kind of sports and the instruction is don't drop it, what are we immediately picturing? Yeah. Dropping it. So always if we're setting goals, if we're setting instructions for ourselves, I always, you know, it's so important to put that in a positive frame. What is it that you actually want? What is it that you're actually moving towards? Put it in that frame and then move towards that uh, rather than having the thing that you're trying to get away from 
in 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 that kind of yeah in, in your your mindset in your internal dialogue like smoking mm. if your if your goal is to stop smoking if you're just repeating that to yourself the whole time stop smoking what are you visualizing every yeah. single day repeatedly yeah it's a powerful part yeah yeah and do you set goals for yourself as well it must be tricky when you've got different clients and you're trying to think in their shoes all the time do you are you able to put yourself in Dave's shoes too yeah absolutely I mean when you're kind of working with clients you got to kind of as with everything kind of it starts with you I think you got to look after yourself as well so you got to make sure that you're you know not getting too kind of dragged into to other people's stuff and being able to kind of do your job and remain kind of uh, sufficiently independent on that um, but definitely that ability to shift perspective is, is helpful yeah. um, and absolutely uh, I mean goals are it, it, there's a bit of a kind of a, a discussion a debate around kind of goals and, and their kind of impact and some people don't kind of favour them mm. some people do um, I think that they're they're effective very effective when used appropriately, goals plus intentions actually, I, yeah. I think are, are really it's really about important. action, right? Yes, and the and the action I'll follow that. And so goals are helpful, and um, for me, I do kind of have goals so that I can keep connecting in with them as well, just to see where I am at, and also to to remember at certain times if I'm feeling under pressure or something, where it is I'm heading towards, what what it is that I'm kind of doing for sorry doing this. And what is the the setting goals process like for you? Yeah, it's um. Well, there's, there's, there's a few things. One, to make sure it's, it's my goal and not someone else's. You know, there's a couple of kind of key characteristics on that because... You're not living your head boy brother's life. Well, exactly. Or, you know, doing what you feel like you should or you have to or, or what you think other people expect of you. And mm. you know, we talk about going to college or whatever it is. I think I was doing what I thought other people wanted me to do versus having a knowledge of what it is that I wanted to do. So making sure that they're valid goals for you. You're not doing it for your parents or for someone else down the road or mm -hmm. for uh, whatever reason. That's really important. Put it in a positive frame like we talked about. So being the hold on versus the don't fall. Yeah. I think is really, really important. Um, setting out kind of the goal itself. Maybe you have an overarching kind of goal, but being able to then break it down into the smaller constituent parts so that you can actually start, start taking action uh, straight away. So once you've kind of being able to kind of chunk up and see the kind of bigger goal, the ability to break it down, to chunk down, to have your kind of smaller goals. And people will have heard of SMART goals. Yeah. So you make We're it talking specific. talking about that a lot in, in here. Yeah, <laughs> specific, me so measurable, yeah, attainable, realistic, timely. And it's really important that you can put kind of timelines on it. And, and so that you know that, I mean, what's the benchmark? How do you know that you're achieving these? But also, you know, what is really, really important, and I don't want to be lost in this, is there's a skeleton for you to work through. But actually, how do you want to be every single day? Yeah. And that's where your intentions kind of come in. So my goal might be to climb the sugar loaf, for example. So that's a small hill, mountain, um, <laughs> in Ireland. And Irish mountain. Irish mountain, <laughs> yeah. And then your intention might be, well, I want to be present. I want to have fun as I do it. I want to take in the surroundings. I want to be, you know, patient or whatever it is so i think that's kind of a, a crucial part of it also in terms of just how do you want to be each and every single day and really kind of when you focus on those intentions and get that most out of every single day they can have like a really a really profound impact on our experience of actually life as we kind of live towards those goals because it's all it's all a journey there's oh, no yeah. destination really oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and talking about journeys what was your podcast journey like what led you to create a podcast? Yeah. Um, well, myself and my good friend, Steve Adam, we had been talking about doing something for a while. And Steve is on a, has been on kind of a similar-ish journey to me, as in we both did business and law in University College Dublin, so in UCD, and both of us are out of law. And Steve has gone on to do lots of kind of creative endeavors as well. I'm, I'm in a band and I've kind of played different things like that. And that's kind of another aspect of me. And he's gone on and done, done kind of acting and voice work and that kind of stuff. And with the coaching sphere in mind as well, we talked about doing a podcast 
about helping people and it just so happened actually that during the the pandemic there was a space in our kind of schedules that we could actually make this happen so what we did is we created a podcast that would help people who are navigating changes in their lives either kind of enforced or voluntary because obviously there was kind of a lot of enforced kind of changes that were kind of thrust upon us during the pandemic and there was also voluntary as people kind of started questioning okay what really mattered what do i want to do is this kind of really uh, what i want to do going forward so what we did is we created a podcast so our season one is six episodes where we set out pretty much a route a roadmap for people if they want to make changes so there's some coaching kind of exercises and uh, yeah things that you can do in order to start really making those changes and i'm the coach in it steve is a effectively acting as the guinea pig and <laughs> uh, so he's doing all the exercise we're guiding him through so you get to see live uh, what is happening and also the other challenge is uh, keeping Steve on a leash yeah so it's uh, so it's it's hopefully of, of good value to people it's really practical steps to help people and it's also I think quite entertaining Oh yeah, I enjoyed starting from scratch and yeah. <laughs> do you think that you may have a season two with with guests coming it's definitely something we've talked about so it's mm-hmm. in the, it's in the pipeline for sure so we're due to meet up soon enough so it's called starting from scratch available on all good platforms go. uh, yeah, the <laughs> link will definitely be below <laughs> um and yeah so that's kind of in the in the works certainly we're at the early kind of stages of it it's been positively received so hopefully we're helping some people out there cool. so and are you still better. dabbling in your um creative music side of of you yourself yeah i i am indeed uh, i was just at rehearsals last night we so look i think like a lot of people we took a bit of a hit with covid mm. so actually our my last gig was just before covid so we actually had a single launch and actually a brilliant story around that and probably related to everything that we talked about so mm. and we talked about kind of leading by example now whether my daughter will 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 agree with this or not (laughs) however you know from an early age i've kind of i would sing her to sleep play guitar for ages and uh uh, i'd never kind of play for anyone else because i just didn't think that i was good enough or anything like that and around that time that i was telling you about where everything was kind of happening and i was re reassessing my life one of the things that i chose to do was okay i'm finally gonna just take action and, and do some open mics or something like that which led on this kind of wonderful journey of of one thing leading to another and then being able to play you know, festivals and, and get out things. your comfort zone right yeah and then join and, and, and yeah joining a band and making a band and us being able to yeah play around the place but the story of this is that so the last gig that we we, we played was uh in the wild duck in in town here it was our single launch it was a brilliant night and actually our opening act was my daughter and she was singing her own original wow. songs, and she's a singer songwriter. And in fact, she's that is off so to, special. She's off to music college next week. Oh, exciting! Uh, <laughs> yeah, t- tomorrow week in in Brighton. So, wow, uh, which is pretty magic. So, she's still going. We're still going. We are, yes, we're we're getting ready to get back out in that kind of circuit again because it's been too long at this point. Oh, that is so exciting! Yeah. So exciting! Will you find it? Um, a big phase of life, not only for her, but for you, with the bird leaving the nest? Um, so, it's definitely a big phase for her, and I'm, I'm delighted for her. Now, she, she's, she's, she's so funny. Uh, I mean, if you ever want to kind of practice for becoming an entrepreneur and having your own business and just getting used to kind of rejection, uh, a teenager is a great way to go about that and I mean that in the best possible way of course uh, you know she doesn't want to hang out with you with, uh, you know for for the whole time um, and for her she she's brilliant because she initially started her, her initial intention was to go to, to America oh, well. and, and go to college there so she, she she has this whether she knows it or not at a conscious level she has this negotiation skill which I just absolutely admire where she will go so far on the other end of it that when she says Brighton find I am delighted 
that she's that close. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, yeah, no, and look, it's really, really exciting. I, I, I mean, I think about everything that I work for, everything that I really believe in, you know, yeah. the whole reason was why I'm doing this, the whole reason why I kind of play music, why I coach, why I'm here to kind of help people see and realize their potential. And of course, you know, what else would she be doing but actually following her dream and going over there and playing music? Yeah. And so now, you know, it's over to her to kind of pick it up and go. And yeah, of course, I'll, I'll miss her. Um, you know, she, I see her a lot at the moment. I, you know, I, she lives with her, her, her mom kind of full time. Um, I see her a lot and of course I'll miss her. At the same point, it's a good incentive for me to get over to Brighton quite a lot. I love Brighton. Uh, yeah, and she'll, cool. she'll be back kind of. Uh, a lot so I'm really excited for her she's leaving next Friday and for her to be doing something and kind of yeah there's a there's a beautiful I don't know there's a beautiful alignment of that when I think about took the world generally and, and maybe me going on to do uh, business alone and her kind of doing music so yeah she's also incredibly talented well when you talk about leading by example I'm sure there's a little element of that <laughs> well yeah we'll see hopefully at her unconscious level I'm not sure if she'd admit to that but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so for Dave kind of moving from the present to the future uh, where do you see yourself over the next decade or two mm. that's a good question um, well I, I absolutely love what I do and there's there's you know when we talk about kind of setting goals there's kind of it's multi-layered or across the board and of course there's professional goals and what I want to do is I want to impact and help as many people as possible if I put it as simply as possible yeah. I want to help as many people see what is possible in this world and actually live aligned to that that's kind of the bigger picture I'm, I'm, I'm also a trainer of coaches uh, currently, I actually have uh, that course that I initially did. Actually, I now give that course, okay. uh, which is kind of cool. And I am actually giving of another course starting the on Saturday. Became the master in, in two <laughs> days. Yeah, I have another course starting, which is brilliant. So I want to kind of build on, on that. I'm going to offer kind of students a kind of pathway to progress through that, and um, uh, and so build more kind of training into my offering. I think is a big part of that to get as you know, to impact as many people as possible. And then of course, you know, personally, um, you know, myself and my wife were kind of building our kind of life together and kind of being the best husband that I can be, the best mm. dad that I can be, be as consistent as possible across the board on that. I think that's just keep showing up uh, consistently. Uh, Do you think fronts. that that's the biggest contributor to success that you've had? Keep showing up? It's, it's a really good point. It is something that I talk about. It's, it's consistency across the board. It's consistency as a dad. It's consistency as a husband. Yeah, it's consistency as a business owner. It's, uh, it's, it's regardless of kind of what's going on. It's that showing up piece. And people can't really argue with consistency. You know, when you're kind of still consistent, you've kind of good processes in place. But then ultimately, yeah, I think that, that's, that has a lot in terms of of defining yeah your, your kind of outcomes and your contributions i think so yeah consistency is a massive part and it's consistency you know I, I talk about motivation quite a bit right motivation is great and of course it's important that you tap into the reasons as to why you do things and and that you have that kind of prevalent yeah. people talk about your why um, and there's a great exercise you go seven levels deep right to find how your seven levels deep why and i think that's important identify it connect with it have it visible so you check in with it regularly um, so important overall though i'd say discipline is more important than to 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 motivation in in the, in the bigger picture because you're not going to be motivated or feel ultra motivated every day so it's that discipline and consistency part which is actually going to yield and maintain the execution yeah yeah but when you talk about asking why i find it funny that you know i've got a, a little cousin um who i've been living with for the last couple of weeks uh little hugo and he's always asking why he's three years old mm. and he's just becoming conscious and I find it so he's, he's hilarious but I find it so entertaining um just watching him but then also just kind of 
when he asks questions, he just wants to know everything. And he genuinely does. He's not trying to be annoying. or <laughs> He genuinely wants to know why things happen. And he's learning it for the first time. And we really lose that sense of curiosity about ourselves. And I think it's just so important to try and keep asking why we're doing things, right? Yeah, and I think that's really, really powerful. And look, we could learn so much from kids. Yeah. Like they can be our biggest teachers, like without a shadow of a doubt. And in terms of the why part, it's fundamental for, for at least a couple of very profound reasons. One is, okay, to figure out, well, what's driving us on this? You know, what is our core motivation for this? Why are we doing this? Secondly, to question, why are we doing this? Mm. As, and what I mean by that is like, are we just doing that because it's the status quo? Because it's the same that's gone before? Because this is kind of the, the corridor that you're in or the, the conveyor belt that you're on? And if you don't ask that question or and get a good enough answer, then that's a really good indication that something's got to change. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a really good... Uh, you know that plus the curiosity of a kid I mean and the sense of play we, we could go on and on uh, yeah. and the sense of adventure yeah magic they are such teachers they are we can learn a lot yeah. well yeah sure my daughter and her, and her big bro have uh, taught me some of the biggest lessons that, I, that I'll ever learn anyway, so. uh, yeah. and do you believe that you'd like to be a coach for the rest of your career or you wouldn't be able to know that <laughs> Uh, I think, look, it's a, uh, I love what I do and I love impacting or being in a position to help people, you know, facilitate yeah. certain journeys for people. And I basically think of who I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago and helping that person or different variations of that person who was like really lost, you know, really stuck, really felt there was no way out or didn't know a path forward or that what could be possible uh, and being able to facilitate those people. So I think... Absolutely, that's going to form a core element of whatever I do kind of going forward in whatever capacity that I do. I'm also open to the evolutions of, of what kind of comes our way or where we naturally evolve towards. So I'm certainly not the sticking next door myself to anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keeping, keeping in mind that, that alchemist. So whether yeah, that's yeah. kind of, I, again, I kind of really love the training aspect. I do love my, my one-to-one, my private client work and the work that I do in consultation with other kind of companies and that kind of stuff and then my trainings i, I just i really get a kick out of that so okay. yeah so wherever that evolves I'm, I'm open to it and of course in my kind of visualizations there's creating uh, that as well as we kind of go and then ultimately like if i tap into it if i go kind of really big i'd love to have a if we're going kind of full whack on this i'd love to set up a school for people uh-huh. uh, who don't quite have those opportunities or those facilities or people to, to figure out or to help them kind of really kind of explore the magic that's in them and really guide yeah. them and set out these kind of paths uh, oh, cool. to make that happen. So I think that would be Well, that was my next question for you is what advice would you have for someone that doesn't know themselves enough or even know if they want to make a change or what kind of change or they don't know what they don't know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is kind of something that I, that I work with people every single day. Yeah. And firstly, it's okay to feel like that. It's perfectly normal, like perfectly normal. And the fact that you're asking questions about it, you know, if we're having a conversation about it, that's a really, really good thing because there's a curiosity there that you want to kind of figure out. Yeah. Uh, so there's loads of things that, that we could do in order to figure out that. Um, and the fact that you're 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 thinking about it that's 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 really really positive and i look taking taking on board some of the things that you're doing like this action piece mm-hmm. you know this curiosity piece is so important the trying new things is so important uh, you know i did a whole load of things uh, which wound up and all contributed to me doing what i'm doing however that kind of curiosity that ability to take action find out the things that you're interested in or, or that anything that kind of gives you you know makes you interested and take steps towards that yeah. speak to people who are doing kind of interesting things that you're kind of curious about write yourself a postcard one year from now mm-hmm. right date it one year from now write it as if you're you know that's now and write about how great your life is and just let your imagination go wild <laughs> and see what kind of crops up from your unconscious um, and look there's loads of other I'm things gonna do that. that we could do <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that I'm heading off on Saturday and I'm going to write myself a postcard do, write it and, and you know 
think about the different areas of your life and write about, okay, my life is so great. I'm, I'm sitting here on a beach and this is what's happening professionally. This is what's happening personally. Yeah. You know, my health is this, money with this, career this, partner romance is this, friends and family this. <laughs> and cover them off. And as you're part of that, then go, you know, as you're kind of in a good flow of that, uh, write out the steps that you took to get there. Honestly, like it, it, this is, yeah. if we think about it, everything that has been created here started off with a thought. And we live on a spinning ball in space. So what is possible? Yeah. Like when you tell me, or someone tells me <laughs> that you can or you can't do something like that, like honestly, we live in a spinning ball in space. Is it so ridiculous to think that you could have that X and Y? Yeah. No, it's not. So go after it. Let's create it. Let's go for it. Um, Dave, thanks so much for chatting with me. Uh, I have one more question for you, <laughs> just while I have you. Great. Um, what is your legacy that you'd like to leave behind? Oof. You know that, that, that saying where people don't necessarily remember what you said or did, but how you kind of made them feel. Mm. Now, I don't want to kind of go into that in a kind of a notion, in a not kind of specific way. But what I really mean is that my legacy, I hope, is that I, I was a good dad good husband and that I helped people like I really helped them make a difference in their own lives if I think about kind of purpose some people it's, it's a it's a I think it can be a bit of a volatile word it can prompt certain things for certain people yeah. and certain negative things because if someone some people who wake up and they go I want to be an astronaut I know that I want to be and there's someone else goes I don't ha I don't know that so is something wrong with me Actually, I think our purpose here is really just to live, leave your own unique footprint in this world. That's it. That's if I'm going to kind of really boil it down, that's our only purpose is. So to find out who you really are and to do whatever that, that is. So leaving your own unique footprint. And I think that's probably, you know, that's, that's mm. kind of my legacy. So just to leave cool. my own unique footprint. Yeah. And that's something that's so easy to say going into college or finishing college, this kind of phase of life. It's so easy to say that I want to have a sense of purpose and have a sense of impact, um, these buzzwords, but mm. it's sometimes tricky to execute that or even know um, how to do that, you know? I, yeah, I think that's, that's really kind of true. And that's why, you know, if I'm working with anyone, I would get them to be far more specific than that. Yeah. You know, to drill down. So how specifically do you want to make an impact? Yeah. You know, and how specifically you want to make that happen? What specific steps are you going to do that? You know, what specifically about that? That, yeah. that is kind of... And how do you measure motivating that? Motivating you. How do you measure that? All those kind of things. And you're right. I mean, coming out of college, I mean, it's a really kind of tricky time for people. <laughs> it is. It's really tricky. I mean, how are we supposed to figure out what we're supposed to yeah. be doing for the next kind of 50, 60 years? It's tricky. <laughs> and maybe it's, it's just about, I mean, what you're doing now, this kind of curiosity piece, asking questions, talking to people, being open to whatever signs the universe are, and kind of taking the waves that come up, you know, being able to kind of see them as the rides that they are, but not fixing yourself to any point at any time, like being always open to that evolution piece. Yeah. Um, so really the best thing you can do I think at that time is figure out who you are that's figure out who you are what it really means to be Johnny and you know what are the things that are really important to you that are really valuable for you yeah. and with that information you can make like really kind of tangible and specific steps forward because if we don't know who we are how do we know what steps are the right ones for us yeah I think something well that I align with and so do, do Callum and Ravi um in our brand of reflections yeah. is um, we, we're trying to take a bit of a position of humility that mm. uh, we're 21, 22 and 23 and, and we don't know much. <laughs> Although we've had pretty cool lives so far, we don't know too much and we just want to learn as, as much as we can in our, our time here. <laughs> That's amazing. Like what, what, a, what a mindset to have. I certainly wasn't you know, holding podcasts at your age and asking these kind of questions. So I think you're in a brilliant space, uh, you know, to absorb these kind of things and then figure out what sits with you. Uh, and also, yeah, don't underestimate yourself. You have, you have far more of a sense of yourself than perhaps you are even aware. Um, and at the, same t at the same point, again, all these things are interesting because, you know, you'll figure out what resonates yeah. with you, what you believe in. 
um, and learning to figure out your own way through this, you know, not just to accept what, what is being told or the way society has certain things. It's going, what really sits with me? What do I really believe in? And then follow that. And when you do that, the world will reward you in that. Uh, well, thank you for your wise words, Dave. And I hope anyone listening was able to have that sense of being coached by Dave like <laughs> I just was. <laughs> this turned into asking him about his life to a coaching session about Johnny. But um... <laughs> So, Johnny, what are your values? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Dave, thank you so much for coming out and really embodying the same values that we're trying to give out in reflections and thank you for being you <laughs> listen no thank, thanks so much for having me uh, really really appreciate it and i am um, feel privileged to have been asked to be on it so i do <laughs> and uh, look really kind of respect what you're doing so it's uh, it's brilliant and it's all look this is all a pretty pretty crazy ride that we're on so it's yeah, uh, it's exciting it and having it's fun definitely for it exciting. And i will say my my um, so my name is David McKechnie, I'm, and Write Your Story NLP is, is my course and Starting From Scratch. Write Your Story. Podcast. Starting From Scratch, all of these will be in the link below. Yeah, <laughs> no, listen, thanks for being Johnny. Best luck on your travels. Oh, thank you. I'll see you in a year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Emil. Cheers. And that was Coach Dave. So I hope you enjoyed getting a, a little glimmer of what Dave is all about and please go check out his link tree because there's a lot of really beneficial stuff and in terms of growth he is an unbelievable man to start listening to um, i'm very grateful to have met him myself if you enjoyed that episode please please let me know give it a rating give it some feedback wherever you are spotify apple podcasts or youtube really value it and yeah i've also chucked a link to our link tree below where you can check out our Instagram, check out the book, Reflections, The Student View, and all podcast-related material. Thanks a mil, guys, and see you next week.